0: Jude Law's hairline was the villain the whole time, this is Captain Marvel Spoilers! This is Spoiler! Hey everybody, welcome to Spoilers, I'm your host, Pappy. I know nothing about the MCU, and I know this review is a little late, we tried... So hard to make it work schedule-wise with superhero correspondent PK, but couldn't get it lined up. But we do have two of our regular hosts on the episode. First joining me tonight, we have Jordan. How are you, Jordan?
1: Hey, Pep. Good, man. How are you? Not too
0: bad. You have your train whistle with you?
1: I do. I'm saving it for a rainy day here, though.
0: Jordan, on a scale of 1 to 10, what would you say your MCU knowledge level is?
1: Uh, I mean, I've seen, like, most of the movies. How many are there now? Like, 20? 21?
0: So many, I have no idea. I, Infinity Gauntlet.
1: <laughs> Infinity Gauntlet. <laughs> I, I think I've seen like between eighty and ninety percent of them. I've missed a couple here and there. That's, That's pretty, pretty good.
0: good. Yeah, but did you? Uh, well, let's introduce our second host, Mikey. Let's jump right into it. How much did you know about the scroll and the Kree and all of this other lore that surrounds this Captain Marvel film?
2: Uh, I didn't know much about Captain Marvel at all until uh, pretty much, uh, Infinity War until they started hyping it up after Infinity War. So I kind of went into this pretty blind, uh, but the Korean skull thing that was in Guardians of the Galaxy. But, uh, I mean, I didn't really know what the conflict was in that movie, so It just flew
0: past so quickly in that movie. I'm like, well, all right, whatever. But I think, Mikey, we agree that this movie is pretty uneven. Do you want to talk about why this first part kind of sucks a little bit and what happens with the the battle and the training and everything?
2: Yeah, well, to start off the movie, it doesn't help that we have hardly any context for who captain marvel slash carol danvers is i mean at least i don't um besides the teaser at the end of infinity war so the movie kind of starts off like memento where she's kind of mm. just having flashbacks and memories of stuff and it's actually pretty confusing and i didn't really follow like around the first third of the movie i was accepting all the action and stuff like that but uh as far as the plot goes i was pretty confused but that might have just been me it's a
0: little like rushed too You know what I mean? Like one second mm. she's like training in that weird hallway thing and then Then she's in a blockbuster. Yeah, exactly. So Jordan <laughs> let's go to that. It's like she crashes into the nineties. There's a Stan Lee Reading rats cameo. <laughs> um we're introduced to six time movie club now, uh Samuel L. Jackson. Um mm-hmm. this is kind of the heart of the movie, I guess. Did you like the nineties references and everything, Jordan?
1: Honestly, I think the best one is probably just Samuel L. Jackson like driving around in an old shitty car. Uh, <laughs> like as a sort of cop, whatever he is. Uh, but I I feel like it was a lot of things that I caught on to and then some that I definitely did not that I was like, eh, I was only like five years old at the time. Um, so I'm, su- I'm sure that if we had one of our older correspondents on, you know, Brett, Josh are like 50 years old now. Um, yeah. They could probably help us out with some <laughs> of those references.
0: Uh, yeah. I mean, some of the music stuff, I guess, like the t-shirts and mm-hmm. whatever, but I don't we haven't talked about Brie Larson yet, who, who plays Captain Marvel. I think she's... Her kind of fish-out-of-water narrative is, like, really similar to Wonder Woman. You know what I mean? Which is weird, because those are, like, the two female-led superheroes. And she kind of has this, like... I mean, she's, like, all-powerful on one hand, but she's also very silly, kind of. Would you say so?
1: Yeah, I, I've heard some of the comparisons to Wonder Woman since... Seeing the movie and like listening to a couple other podcasts and stuff, I, I, I wonder if people are kind of drawing, like kind of faint lines between these, just because they are women leads, um, and I don't really see it that much. I get, I get what you're saying with the fish out of water thing. That's but, really
0: the only thing that I thought of. Yeah, yeah was the but, fish out of water piece.
1: Yeah, I, I think. The, the thing for me is that Wonder Woman is kind of a standalone in the DC universe, whereas Captain Marvel is kind of responsible for tying together a lot of loose ends. And I think that the the movie kind of suffers because of some of those things. They're trying to bring in a lot of stuff to kind of, oh, this is the start of S.H.I.E.L.D. and this is kind of how some of the stuff gets, mm-hmm. gets initiated and all of that. And Wonder Woman is kind of on its own. It gets to build its own world to an extent. And so I think that captain marvel uh, suffers from that a little bit but i i mean i think it's pretty good still
0: well that was even pretty striking for wonder woman at the time because like they really downplayed any other connections to to any films like there's one little batman part, and then that's it so uh mikey i know you're a big uh effects guy mostly practical effects but you you were on guardians of the galaxy 2 right was that almost two years ago uh yeah i I think think
2: so yeah it was a long time ago
0: Yeah, and even before that, we did Rogue One, which isn't quite the same de-aging technology. But what do you think of, like, the look of Samuel L. Jackson? I haven't heard a lot of people talking about this because I think it was just that good, like we've come so far.
2: I mean, first of all, uh, he still looks pretty good for his age anyways. I mean, he's, (laughs) like, 70, but you can't really tell. But uh, he's... Like, de-aged with Disney's magical de-aging process. I don't know. They have to have trademarked this by now because they've done it to so many people. But I think it looks pretty good. The only problem I had was in the movie, Samuel L. is, like, running around a lot as uh, Nick Fury. And you can tell that he's just an old guy. He's They're, like, (laughs) barely walking places while Brie Larson is, like basically crawling at a crawling pace while Samuel L. Jackson is like huffing and puffing. But that's because he's an old man. And uh, so, there's some things like that that just kind of take me out of it. But I think uh, the effects for the de-aging stuff, I mean, it looks incredible. And the makeup for the aliens, I don't know, was it Cree or Scroll? But uh, (laughs) who knows? I think it looks pretty good either way uh, on Ben Mendelsohn and his whole – alien family so no, that's just a, that's infinity a money po- you get infinity special effects so
0: and infinity gauntlets too i love yeah. that you brought up uh ben Mendelssohn. he's definitely the best part of the mm-hmm. movie um i mean he comes into a big way when uh yada 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 somehow captain marvel ends up down in the bayou where I, she meets <laughs> what i can only assume is her old lesbian lover um uh, <laughs> Mia Rambo played by Lashana Lynch and look I I searched inside myself because my first instinct watching the film was oh these two were lovers and then I had to go Pappy are you just saying this because this is a female-led movie with no queer love interest but one of the top reviews on Letterboxd is from that Lucy girl and she's like Captain Marvel's clearly a lesbian it has like 5,000 upvotes so I'm like okay maybe I'm not what, out of luck. Who's,
1: who's that Lucy girl
0: She's like the like the third most followed person on Letterboxd or something. I don't know.
1: Third most followed? Does that mean like three hundred people? Check
2: Wikipedia. (laughs) Yeah. Is Carol Danvers a lesbian? And the I have (laughs) no idea.
0: But didn't I mean especially at the end when they're like looking at pictures of like cuddling during Christmas and that? Yeah, I got that vibe too, and I
2: didn't mind either way. I was just like, oh, this is pretty bold for a Marvel movie, I guess. But
1: you're saying I thought it could have gone either
2: way. I was glad that there was like no male.
1: Yeah. uh, romantic lead though that didn't occur to me at all at the time the things you guys are pointing out kind of make sense but interesting that i didn't kind of catch on
0: <laughs> no I'm, I'm super glad there was no male romantic lead but yeah the only the only thing i would say would be bad about it is i wish they went there if there is any kind of subtext like just mm-hmm. make her what she is but mm-hmm. i don't know that's reading into it but we were talking about ben mendelson his like misdirect is so awesome he's Fucking hilarious, especially with the cat goose, who I'm sure we'll talk about in a little bit. But <laughs> Jordan, what do you think about Ben Mendelssohn in this movie? Was he the highlight for you?
1: Yeah, I think he's really good. And I yeah, I think he kind of provides a lot of different things. Like honestly at first I didn't even realize that he was the main scroll guy. I don't know his name. Um nah. but kind of the first time he shows up that I really noticed was when he's like the the director of whatever agency that Nick Fury is a part of. Um, and then he turns back into the scroll guy or whatever. Um, but mm-hmm. yeah, he, he kind of goes from like the probable enemy to kind of like being like the comedian and making jokes about the cat, which have you <laughs> reference as well. Um, Goose. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. He's, he's really good and he, he definitely carries the movie in parts. There were parts that I was like, about to get bored in, and he kind of pops up here and there and helps it out.
0: I should have seen it coming because when they're doing that initial like um, brain scan of Brie Larson, Captain Marvel, he's kind of there's a little bit of comedy there that you wouldn't necessarily pick up um, on your first watch. But He's like, "No, go back," and like rewinding it and fast forwarding like through her memories and stuff. Like, yeah. there's definitely a lighter tone. in It I think at first it kind of confused me, but now even on a rewatch, I might like that. A little were, bit more.
1: That's a
2: really good point. Were you, uh, spoiled by the fact that you see Dejmon Hansu, who is also in Guardians of the Galaxy, was like, a bad guy, at, like, the very beginning of Guardians of the Galaxy chasing Chris Pratt around? That kind of, like, spoiled the whole twist, I guess, of mm. her, like, flashbacks. I was like, oh, this guy was already in Guardians of the Galaxy, and he tried to kill Chris Pratt the first I knew I recognized that minutes. guy from somewhere. I forgot who he was. And he yeah. was hanging around with, uh... What's that guy's name Sorry. uh Jude Law Jude Law yeah I was like oh these are the bad guys
0: I didn't pick up on that at all
2: that kind of like spoiled it for me I mean its just because that guy's so he's got such a recognizable face I guess that was the only reason yeah. I noticed
0: yeah I was kind of one of those I recognized the face but wasn't able to place it so it didn't really spoil anything I didn't I didn't see the twist coming at all I was actually kind of like really surprised when Ben Mendelsohn ended out being good um but Jordan. He's on a bigger quest. Ben Mendelsohn is on a quest to save the scroll. Um, they're refugees. Probably uh, fair to say there's some subtext uh, there uh, with the refugees. Um, we haven't talked about a miscast Annette Benning who haunts um, <laughs> Captain Marvel's dreams. Um, what? So she's she's a scroll. Jordan, do you do you have a grasp on this at all? Like what that plot was.
1: Uh, I I kind of want to rewind a little bit if that's okay, Pep. Please. Okay, so you said there's some sub subste- subtext, so like the immigration stuff. Maybe there's at one point they call um like Jude Law's team. They call it like the Space Force or something like that. <laughs> no, oh. do they really? Or, or like it's it's something or Star Force or some shit like that. And I was like, is that <laughs> just a direct <laughs> rip on Trump? Build um, a
0: wall around the
1: scroll. <laughs> 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 But, yeah. I The space that, wall just got 10 feet taller. <laughs> Brett's about wall. to, like, watch this movie and love Jude lost so much more than needed before. He's going to love the supreme intelligence. <laughs> um No, yeah, I think that's, like, the really confusing part of the movie to me, um, where Annette Bening is Dr. Lawson, who has a part on Earth and is a human, and then we find out she's, like... Trying to help the scrolls as well, and she's also the re- like the representation of the Supreme Intelligence, which it makes sense for the character, but it also makes everything very confusing. And I hate the Supreme Intelligence concept in this movie.
2: Generally, yeah, it's not good. I, I yeah. feel like uh, the worst part of this movie is like it's kind of everybody's motivation is pretty muddy. Like, yeah, Benning's uh, uh, mo- motivation was to end all wars by building some some spaceship, some awesome spaceship that was going to end like all conflict or something. I I don't know. That was like her whole deal of building this awesome spaceship with like unlimited energy or something. And it was like, never really explained what the purpose of the ship was going to be or anything like that. And then it's kind of like the origin story for Carol Danvers. I mean, she, it explodes and then that's how she gets her powers with also no explanation really.
0: Just right place, right time next to a giant nuclear (laughs) reactor explosion. (laughs) Classic origin story. Yeah. I mean, it's especially confusing to me, too, because, Mikey, I know we both just saw uh, Alita, and that's, like, the main bad guy in that movie was, like, a supreme intelligence type similar deal. And there there were a bunch of, like, delusional people. On the internet and on YouTube saying, you know, don't see Captain Marvel, go see Alita. Like you can affect the giant train <laughs> that is the Marvel box office, whether your motives are good or not, which they probably weren't. But that's, um, I mean, pretty much all that I... Okay, wait, let's go back to it then, actually. So, th- there, Annette Bening has built a space station in the 90s where she conducts all of her experiments and has pinball machines and, and harbors some scroll refugees jude law shows up and then uh jordan you want to take over this last little bit here of kind of
1: i guess the very end uh like the kind of showdown in the spaceship
0: yeah yeah and like the the moment of triumph that that captain marvel has where she doesn't have to prove herself
1: yeah i mean it looks pretty fucking grim for a minute because they basically have all these like women and children rounded up and are ready to kill them i think is that accurate they're just gonna kill them all yeah i guess Uh, it's
0: just what's what are their motivations just genocide like there's no
1: yeah i think that they don't like that they can (laughs) they can like imitate other people and so they're just like nah fucking kill everybody and it looks real bad and kind of uh, i mean it was kind of out of nowhere for me it was like a good twist not not out of nowhere sorry it wasn't like a deus ex machina but it was she realizes like oh this chip that they planted in my neck Limits my powers. It doesn't like give me them, and she becomes a badass very quickly. And Pep, can we play the song that plays during the sequence here? <laughs>
0: I didn't <laughs> <laughs> really the license Yeah, yeah. can you bro. can
1: you do it for me please? Um, no, we'll play the clip. Yeah, and she basically <laughs> goes off and she's shooting the lasers out of her hands and she tears everything up. She's flying all over the place. It's it's pretty badass. I thought that part would be I I knew it was coming, I thought it would be corny, and it ended up being pretty cool, I thought.
0: Yeah, not bad. Mikey, do you like it?
2: Uh, yeah, I love that song. So when I heard that <laughs> kick on, <laughs> I thought it was a pretty badass uh, moment. And it's a girl song, but it's like a girl empowerment song, and it was pretty cool. So, And Captain Marvel's like the most powerful, I guess, superhero in the MCU. So she's just like going out, finally got all her powers and stuff. It was cool to see.
0: Well, there you go. Uh, that's... Um... Captain Marvel the plot um, I get other points I had we, we kind of touched on, on feminist themes I thought when she says to Jude Law I don't have to prove yourself to you like he goes on this whole monologue saying you know fight me without your power show me that you have learned blah, blah 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 and then she just like blasts him with her laser that was pretty cool uh, let's talk about the after credit scenes the first one is amazing am I wrong
1: which one is which one's which again
0: the, the first one was uh w- 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 not the cat one. <laughs> the one With the, with the, the Avengers.
1: Child. Yeah. 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 It's pretty badass.
0: Pretty badass. She shows up to the Avengers place, right? That's what happens. Or they're using the beacon to try and call her. And
1: yeah. And she shows up right mm-hmm. at the end. It's interesting. She looks like shook at the time. And she's like, where the fuck is Nick Fury? And mm-hmm. it'll be interesting to see how that kind of plays in everything. That she's also panicked. And like, where has she been? And why does she know that something's wrong? All that.
0: is my lover okay yeah that was her concern um second one with the cat is pretty stupid and i I love cats (laughs) is is sleeping silently near me while we record this podcast but i mean (laughs) come on the cat who we didn't talk about goose i i'm a cat lover jordan you are allergic to cats and you think they should all be killed what do you think about the whole cat plot
1: Okay, let the record show that yes, I'm allergic to cats. I do not think they should all be killed. I I wish I could have. I wish I could have a cat. Fuck you. I mean, I did think that the cat thread in this movie was kind of dumb. It doesn't like ruin the movie for me, but I it it doesn't really do anything for me. Pat, what did you think? You love cats? Do you love love octopuses that live inside cats and are aliens?
0: known on the record to love octopuses that live inside cats and are aliens (laughs) since the beginning of this podcast i've been on the record but i fair enough the fact that that's how nick fury loses his eye come on you know that's not so cool a little lame but i thought i thought if the cat would be played more as a comedy figure it would have worked better but there i mean it's an important like warrior in this battle and there is a good part where They're scanning the the danger levels and like the human male is like low and then Mm -hmm. the cat thing is like high. And I got a big laugh in my theater. Um
1: There's the any other point? The one scene where there's like bad guys running down like a corridor at our heroes and it I forget what the character is called in The Force Awakens, but it like grabs them all with its tentacles oh, and yeah. like throws them around and eats them. And it, mm-hmm. it looked like they may have just stolen a scene from that star Wars movie. <laughs> and like, it looks I, exactly like Tars or something like that. <laughs> yeah. And, like, yep. That's a Tar, except it's in a cat this time.
0: It's all Disney. They can do that.
1: It, yeah, it's true. Let's
0: go ahead and get into our yes or no's Mikey. Let's, let's have you go first. What do you, what do you give captain Marvel on our yes or no rating scale?
2: Uh, I'll give it a yes. It's definitely probably like second tier Marvel movies, uh, which is kind of disappointing because I thought it was going to be like a really important, I guess it is still kind of important, like linchpin in between the Avengers infinity Wars movies. And it just didn't really feel like it kind of panned out all the way. That might've been because of like the weird storytelling device they took, but uh, it's uh, just an okay Marvel movie. That means it's, it's like a, it's like a six out of ten, but uh, it was funny and I really liked the soundtrack and there's some really good moments in it and I think the weakest part is the first third, but uh, the second two thirds are really strong, so I'd give it a go and see it in theaters if it's something you want to see. There you go, Jordan. What do you give Captain
0: Mar Vale? <laughs>
1: Uh, I agree with a lot of things that Mikey said. Uh, the first third is a little rough, and then once you actually get into the story in this movie, I think it's pretty good. Um, I would agree, probably in like the six, seven out of ten range. It's right around, maybe a little bit below, like Black Panther in like the Marvel MCU for me. Um, it's a yes. I think you should see it as a a moviegoer to help tie in loose ends, but. Again, I kind of come back to, like, it seems like it's responsible for a lot of things and kind of being Marvel's Wonder Woman-led movie. Um, but, yeah, I, I think it's very solid, if not great.
2: Yeah, with, like, Avengers Infinity War so close, it's, like, almost required viewing to go see it in a theater, like, now, if you're trying to yeah bridge the gap.
1: It, mm-hmm. it kind of, in, like, a weird way, if... If it didn't have to link into everything else, I think it could have been a Guardians of the Galaxy like, which I yeah. love. It's one of my favorite ones of the Marvel series. But because it has to link in all this other stuff, it kind of pulls it back a little bit. I I don't know. It's it's kind of tough. I I am gonna watch it again. Like I want to pick up on some of the stuff that you guys have mentioned from earlier in the movie. Um, but yeah, it's 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 good.
0: That's two yeses. I'm gonna go ahead and give it a third. We'll make this guy. Or lady, I guess we should hey. say preserved. Yeah, um, it's uh, the first uh, quarter of the movie. I, I texted to the group that it was shockingly bad. Um, but then once the movie, shockingly itself, bad. I think yeah, I, I really do think it was like disorienting and overly serious, and, and uh, the character choices weren't working. But mm. once the movie finds the tone that it really wants to have it becomes a really fun watch and like it embraces it and that's what i want from these kind of movies the 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 only word of caution that i want to say and and we're bearing this at the very end of the episode is that disney has started to um, make a commodity of these annual releases like putting out Black Panther in Feb in Black History Month and Captain Marvel in Women's Month or whatever March is. I just want to caution and say this is the same studio that if in 2019 you go to download Fantasia digitally, you'll see an edited version with the racist parts totally cut out and no allusion to the fact that they ever existed. So <laughs> I think Disney is a very hypocritical <laughs> studio. They cover up certain parts of their past, choose not to acknowledge them, and now have found a way to make a profit off. This diversity and film movement, which is a great movement, but let's let's be careful of anointing Disney as the the harbinger of, of this movement. You know what I mean? People let's, don't
2: forget Disney.
0: <laughs> let's take a step back, Disney, and maybe you know release a version of Fantasia with you know Ava DuVernay and Ryan Coogler giving a disclaimer on the beginning on why it was evil and why we shouldn't pretend racism never <laughs> happened. But that's just my opinion. Captain Marvel is preserved. Let's take it away. <laughs> Pat, wait, wait, wait.
1: Sorry. What Joe Sorry. We we talked a lot about how this is like a female led movie. I feel like we didn't talk about Brie Larson very much. What
0: do you have to say about Brie Larson?
1: She's I, great. I mean, she did, she deserves to be talked about, I think. I think she's really, really good. Very attractive, but also very good in this movie. Um Yeah, I don't know. I think her performance kind of fluctuates with the movie, In the first third she's like meh, and then later on she really, really, really picks it up and is a great is hero,
2: best actress award working? Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, that's the thing. Is like she's she
0: if she wanted to do a, a hero who is as serious as Christian Bale's Batman, she could do it and snap her fingers. You know what I yeah. mean? But the character mm-hmm. they made is more comedic, so she has a better time once the movie gets in that lane. You know what I mean? I, like the, yeah, mm-hmm. I can't yeah.
2: say one way or another because I have no context on the character, but. For what I saw in this movie, I thought she did a good job. Whether that's accurate to the character in the comic books, I have no idea, but it was a good job overall. All of the actors did a great job.
1: I agree. Sorry, Pat. Throw it.
0: We should get a female spoiler man in honor of Women's History Month or whatever it is, but (laughs) take it away, spoiler man?
3: Spoiler man here. Our email is podcastspoilers at gmail.com. Twitter is at spoilers underscore pod. Our Instagram is podcastspoilers. It's lit. Josh Hensley from the Rutabaga wrote our theme song. Our spoilers hotline is 903-776-4507. That's 903-SPOIL-07. Please support this podcast by leaving us an iTunes review. To do this, one, search for movie spoilers. Two, click on our orange Spoilers Bowl logo and scroll all the way to the bottom. Three, leave us some stars and some words. Now you can check us out on Spotify, YouTube, Stitcher, Apple, and Google Podcasts. If you enjoyed what you heard today, subscribe on SoundCloud or iTunes. That was Spoilers. That was Spoilers.